0: Welcome to the Jesus Said Love podcast. This is a space where we talk about what it means to awaken hope and empower change.
1: Listen, for over a decade, Em and I have been fostering relationships with men and women who've been impacted by the commercial sex industry.
0: And it's through those relationships that Jesus Said Love was born. We figured it was time to talk about what this ministry has taught us and is still teaching us along the way.
1: I promise it's gonna be a place of conversation and story. We hope you learn something new. Maybe you see something in a new way.
0: Fun fact, you're gonna hear music because Brett and I are musicians. Yep. We can't just talk, nope. we gotta sing and play
1: too. We do. Here's the deal, guys. Our hope is that as you hear these stories, that you'll tap into your own story and that you'll be encouraged to live and love, well, like Jesus. Hey girl, hey. Oh, I had that locked and loaded all day. Just, it hey girl, morning. hey. That's that's my hello for today.
0: Okay. You were at a women's leadership conference this morning with mostly females in the room, which you are not ashamed about. You, I'm
1: not. I'm okay. And I was there. You were being honored and I was proud of you because you were nominated for this leadership award. You didn't get it. So you need to kick it up a notch I for next do. year or something. I
0: need to kick up <clears> all the notches.
1: But it was <laughs> it was fun to be there. It was fun to see. So many powerful, strong, intelligent, beautiful, world-changing women in our city.
0: Absolutely.
1: And you, my friend, my lover, Mm -hmm. are among them all.
0: My love is your love, Brett. My (laughs) love is your love. That
1: sounds like a song.
0: (laughs) My love is is your your love. My (laughs) love. Anyway. Hey,
1: can I just say this is telling me your energy's coming back from the hell of a I month we've know. had in October with sickness and you cutting your wrist off and.
0: This is the first day that I have not woken up with a headache and felt my energy waning at like eleven a.m. You know, in like three weeks, so I do feel like, but I don't want to overdo it. Nope. don't want to like you know, but I do think it's interesting for me. When, and I'm sure for everyone, when I feel sick and when I feel out of control of like my body, I, I kind of go crazy a little bit. I get depressed. Yeah, I
1: can't. You said that this morning.
0: Yeah. And so it, it, your health is so important. Like it really, you don't recognize like how much you take for granted, just the clarity of mind, like a clear mind and a, cause when you're sick, you don't have that and for me, yeah. I mean, I can, yeah.
1: Well, it's like we talked about with Lori last week the body keeps the score. It does, yeah. So you yeah. need to slow down.
0: Well, I have been. Thank you. And you need very to stay much. slowed down
1: through the rest of the holiday season yeah, so that you come back ta- fresh and renewed <laughs> and ready to kill 2020 because okay. I'm about ready to be done with 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the back. Bye, girl. Girl, bye. How do you say it? Oh
0: my gosh, Brett. What Thank
1: we... you. Next, whatever all the things are for 2019. Bye,
0: Felicia. Bye, Felicia.
1: Mm-hmm. Bye, Philip. Whoever.
0: <laughs> okay, Karen. What are we saying?
1: <laughs> what is who's Karen?
0: <laughs> Karen back on <laughs>
1: Karen's, Karen's not even. Who's Karen?
0: Oh, honey, don't worry it's about fine. it. Let's get it's to fine. this. Is
1: we're falling off the rails here.
0: Well, we have. Such an incredible guest today. It's it is a warm, warm like feeling that this woman walked through our doors today. Oh, the
1: energy was off the oh chain. I was gosh. sitting in my office and I was like, "Oh, the atmosphere just changed oh, for the better."
0: It's so it's so fun, and um, we have on the podcast today one of our Access graduates. Her name is Elise. If you have shopped lovely, you have seen her poetry and her prints. If you were at Wild Torch 2019, you heard her spoken word. And the year before, maybe? No. No, no, I wasn't. Okay. For 18. Okay. Um, So she is a fierce, creative, joyful, um, compassionate leader who... We have such a fun story of how we met.
1: Oh, it's, it's amazing. Such oh my gosh. The
0: best story. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I can't wait to share that. Um, she is not only an access graduate and a survivor, but she is now a survivor advocate um with Unbound, one of our partner agencies. And this has been an incredible journey to watch over the past two years now. It's been two years since you graduated. The access program and in those two years, you have done some amazing work, not without failure, not without setbacks, but we wanted to have a lease on the podcast because um, every story that we meet, no matter what point of the journey they're on along the way is an important perspective and an important journey to share but I think that what you have to offer us is over this transition, you have so much. You're in such a healthy space. Thank you. You're in such a healthy <laughs> Thank space. You. It's work. It's it is work. <laughs> and I just want our listeners to know number one, if you are in the industry right now, if you are facing, if you're living the life, if you're stuck, like, it is possible. Change is totally. possible. You are loved. Yes, you are so loved, and that's the key. Yes, right. That yes. that is the linchpin of this whole thing. Um, and then number two, if you are someone who supports survivors, if you're someone who is supporting the work of JSL, or you're you're an alliance partner with us, or you're with another agency. Um, You are somehow in this line of work with women in recovery, women in addiction, like we need you.
2: You're undoing pain. You're undoing, Mm -hmm. um, you're undoing cycles and so much you are not doing, it's not in vain, whatever you're giving your time, your money, whatever you're doing, it's, Mm -hmm. it's all for, it's not all for naught, you know?
0: Yeah. So that's Elise, everybody, that voice you just heard, that is Elise (laughs) on the mic and, um, Hey, I tell us tell us who you are, tell us tell us about oh, who you man. are, tell us about what you're doing right now in the world, and and then we'll get into a little of the
2: backstory. Okay, so. um, so I am a true living, walking story of redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like grace and mercy, like <laughs> in one person. So I'm I'm a mom. Um, I'm an aunt. I am a sister. I am a daughter. I'm. I am um, a survivor for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I am somebody who is just striving to make a difference in a world full of chaos and hurt. And mm-hmm. what was done for me, I'm trying to do for other people. So I'm a student, and um, and what are you going to school for right now? So I heard this incredible. I have to tell you this because I heard this incredible doctor over the weekend. His mm-hmm. name Dr. Kyle Miller. And he did our training on, Mm -hmm. um, he does, he teaches trauma through the way that Jesus interacted with the seven women or the seven uh, instances of Matthew. Mm. Uh So he teaches trauma also in the eight Beatitudes. Mm. Anyway, so he's like doing psychology. He's doing counseling, but that's Mm Christ-based. So that's really what I want to do. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to school for psychology, Um, you know, get my bachelor's in mm-hmm. human sciences, and then take it from there. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want to do is I want to um, counsel um, with Christ. Mm-hmm. Not so like so much as, oh, psychology, it's witchcraft. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't trust it, it's of the world. But as in, you know, using using what's out there and uh, what <coughs> God gifted us with this knowledge. And, yeah. Like and, faith uh,
0: proves itself in science. Totally, yeah. yeah it's nothing exactly. contradictory if right. you're if you're
2: really looking at it. Right. It's right. not. It's not contradictory. Right. It's it's um community. It's it's using mm-hmm. those two things together to make something that works. Mm-hmm. You know. And if I, I
1: said this phrase, would you have an answer, Elise? What is your enneagram number?
2: Mm. Oh Do you man, know that? I dabble between a two and a four. Oh yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Oh, I could see yeah, both totally, of those.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Muse,
0: I yeah, I definitely experienced hmm. in the in the best ways, like your fourness, yes, when you were at access <laughs> okay. and you were in access. So I don't know if that's right. That two in, well, I don't know, does the maybe two go were, to
1: the, does the two touch a four at all? Uh
0: huh. Yeah. Okay. In, integration. Okay. A mm-hmm. two moves to four in security. If we're if you're a fan of that
2: whole era oh, thing, oh,
1: so okay, I might be able to get behind that at least because I've never experienced you as like a full. F- I'll I'll say it this way, a full frontal four. Yeah, because I typically have a harder time connecting with a lot of fours, really strong fours. I, I heard you're that in a previous podcast. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Have I said that before? Yeah, I was like, I took that real, real sensitive. (laughs) I took that real personal. You wouldn't wouldn't be the first. (laughs) Um, But no, like, but no, the two, like you were, you are such a.
0: Compassion, love. I mean, you're
1: right there. Oh
0: my gosh. With with everyone
1: else. That's, I love that.
0: Yeah. And such a good hugger. Oh, You're man. such a good hugger.
2: That's where it is. It's because it releases oxytocin. Yes! I love that. I love that shit. Yes. <laughs> yes absolutely it does. it
1: does. No,
2: I love that. There's so much power in, and just being in somebody else's space like that, you know. Yeah. Safely. Yes. Right? Safely. Totally, totally. Totally.
0: Wanted. But yeah, that connection with another human
2: is truly something that gives us empathy to continue on in life. Yeah, I think it's like groundbreaking in relation too. Mm-hmm. You know what I, I mean? Whenever too. you get into that place, it's like mm-hmm. a whole different stage. Yeah, in relationship. Yeah, I'm gonna have to work on side hugs because I can't be frontal hugging my clients.
0: Right. I know. (laughs) I I, I
2: mean, it's hard. I'm just saying, like, maybe you know, initially I can't, right? Because like I went into the I went into the jail yesterday, yeah, and I was like standing behind the (laughs) visitors, the visitor glass, and I'm like. Like a total uh-huh. nerd. Like if y'all could see me, I'm like,
1: ee.
2: I'm like, okay, at least tone it down. <laughs> you are way too excited. <laughs> this chick is like, oh gosh,
1: we got a live one. Yeah, she's, like, she's refusing want her want visit. This <laughs> For sure, <laughs>
2: I'm,
0: I, I ain't as happy to see you as you are to see Dude, me. You know, it was
2: ridiculous. Oh I had to tone it down. Oh it's my fun. gosh.
0: So did you go to the jail on training, or were you there with Unbound, your new employer? Yes. Okay. I was
2: with another advocate um, okay. I work with and. Um, um, it was, you know, just kind of a step in. I'm not going to lie. When I got in, I was like, oh, man, they're going to arrest me Like <laughs> when I gave them my ID. Because you never know if you have like an old warrant or something right. that could pop up yeah. while you're in there. And they'll like <laughs> let you go up. And when you come down, all right, put your hands behind your back. Oh, <laughs> like, man. oh man. Just the smell of the place and hearing mm. the doors pop mm. like brought me back. I spent a lot of time in yeah. Tarrant County. So. Okay.
0: So let's go back. Let's go back just okay. a little bit and just bring us, because because now you're on the other side of the jail bars.
2: Super weird, <laughs> and
0: it is <laughs> super weird. It's so it's it's so miraculous. Like It it's is, so isn't it? Miraculous. And you know, I think the first time that I met you, you had been in rehab uh, uh-huh. in Houston, and this we was were we right were after Harvey. Harvey. Yeah, we were down with the JSL team doing some Total Harvey relief, mm-hmm. and we got a call from Summershine, our other friend, partner, survivor, advocate. She's wild. And she's wild. And Jeez. she was like, hey, I got this girl, Elise. Uh, I know y'all are in Houston. I need her in my recovery home. You think y'all can swing by the rehab on your way home and pop her in the car and bring her back down to Waco? And I was like, absolutely. That sounds like fun.
2: <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs> Why not? And um, I I have been in a lot of rehabs. And I have... Uh, I have facilitated both the coming and going of people coming in and people coming out for sure. Yeah. That experience, your experience, that dream fret, though. <laughs> that was I know, a I'm slur. sorry. I it's just, okay. that kind of startled me. Um, that experience of, of when you came out of Cinecore in Houston was like zero people. I have ever, I was like, this girl's different. D- like rehab did something different to her. And maybe it was the work that you did in there.
2: Cause you, you were there for how long? I was in there for six months and, after and doing. And had you come from jail? No, I had jail. come from short term here. Okay. And that's how I found out about summer as okay. I had acquired a, a sponsor here while I was in short term. In Waco. And, yes. And I'd kept in contact with her into term. Okay. Which was in Deer Park okay. in Houston. Mm-hmm.
1: Did you ride out the hurricane there?
2: I did. Mm. It was crazy because we were sitting on, standing on the back dock and the water was all the way to the, almost the top of the dock. And that's wow. like a good, you know, um, I'd say about four feet up. Mm. That's intense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. No power. And mm. yeah, but we really, really weren't into the, in the blunt of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In regards to a lot of, but of, a lot of tragedy that happened out mm-hmm. there. So
0: you got out that day and the first thing I was like, Hey, can we swing by and maybe get you a Dunkin? Like we're on our way. Can we grab you a Dunkin or a Starbucks? No, We
1: said, what do you want to drink? And you said, Dunkin, I want Dunkin. It was like your favorite drink ever. And so there was a Dunkin right around the corner and the dadgum thing was closed.
0: I don't remember anyway, but we brought you something. Yes,
2: you did. You brought me Dunkin Donuts coffee.
0: Okay. And you literally, I was like, (laughs) Wow. Wow. I mean, you had this like ecstatic, like
2: out of body appreciation for this. I was so grateful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was so grateful. I felt like I I was like really kind of traumatized like from the things I, you know, I'd been going through and like the searching and I Mm -hmm. did a lot of like the beginning of that year is the beginning of 2017 that I started that whole journey. And, um, it it was like being humanized again. You know what I mean? Like being with y'all like brought me back into humanity and, um, not, not saying that there were people that all the people were horrible to me. It was just a therapeutic community. Mm -hmm. And if you know anything about that, it's really intense Mm -hmm. and it's peer read, uh, ran and led. Mm -hmm. So the people in kind of office quote unquote are all peers and you're pretty much at the mercy of other people Mm -hmm. who maybe not be maybe in the healthiest space Mm -hmm. and you're you know you're at their mercy so it was uh there was a lot of of um, things that i did to compromise that i was still in a sick space sure. so i was treating myself as such and there was a lot of things that i went through there that were really rough mm. and um you know and yeah y'all it was like coming back to life being well and we just
1: i mean we had our whole family the kids yeah. and it was like oh, hey well, just hop we? in yeah no, we did
2: no we you didn't, didn't have it. the babies you had jersey yeah, we didn't have the Oh, kids. was it Jersey was? Yeah, we had Jersey. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was just, it was just, yes, y'all three. I yeah. probably would have oh. been a little more <laughs> no. tripped up. I mean, maybe a little bit. I would have been like, oh my gosh. No. Well, and I remember, we,
1: but then we got to the other side of town and we had Mexican food.
2: And we that, did. Was that was insane. Was, that was like, <laughs> crazy. oh my gosh, look at this plate. It
1: was look at this oh Look at this stuff. Look at these Isn't people. It neat. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? My collection's, like? collections complete. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It really That's was accurate. just like part of this
0: world, yes. here I am. Like, you know, it, it was, was a salient, there was so much just salient
2: emotion. I was just... floored by y'all's kindness mm. too. Mm. Like y'all were genuinely loving to me and kind to me. Mm. And it's just, it's just kind of foreign at that point to me. Mm. You know what mm. I mean? Oh, and also I wasn't willing to let really anybody and it was just like God allowed us, allowed us space and allowed of time that I knew was in line with him. And um, therefore, I was able to receive it a little bit better.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was just a window where everything Mm -hmm. kind of met up, a a window of opportunity where you were able to be so grateful. And we were just like, well, yeah, of course. Yeah, you were like, this is
2: total. This is clockwork. This is not a big deal. Yeah. Like, it's totally fine. I'm like, whoa.
0: (laughs) So what led you... um, so obviously you're in drug rehabilitation. What's your? Mm-hmm. Do you have a drug of choice? What's your drug of so choice? So I'm
2: I'm what you would call a poly. Okay. Substance abuser. Mm-hmm. Um, Does it that was, mean
1: multiple? Yes, it means like or whatever. Is poly the cousin drug to Molly?
2: <laughs> it's it's a strange cousin. <laughs> he comes to Thanksgiving, but he doesn't come to Christmas.
1: <laughs>
2: um. No. He. Uh. I. Uh. I was really big on um, meth. I think I started really with with weed, then meth, mm-hmm. then, um, I started shooting up and that's mm-hmm. where, um, I got into a lot of cocaine and heroin, really, mm-hmm. really big on heroin. And mm-hmm. that's what really was my downfall was the IV addiction. Yeah. Um, yeah. My undoing. hmm mm-hmm.
0: So in what, what led if, when you kind of look back, I mean, we know that addiction has a disease component to it, but we know that trauma on top of addictions like kerosene, Oh, to yeah. the genetic component. So, so what led you to use
2: my kerosene?
0: Yeah. What was your yeah. what was your kerosene?
2: I think that um some of my earliest memories are uh, sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. So I can remember being like three with my face down in a bed. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And um also I was like three years old and I drank like an entire bottle of wine. How does that even happen? I had to have my stomach pumped. Those are some early memories. Mm-hmm. And Uh, I can remember before I ever used anything else. I was really sexualized as a kid. And I remember sexually acting out with various family members and and different things. But I also really binge ate. Mm -hmm. And food addiction is something I still struggle with really. You know, it's easy to let go. Easier, not easy. Easier to let go of everything else but food. But that's the one I predominantly struggle with still. But Mm -hmm. I can remember binge eating in my room and hiding Mm -hmm. and uh, filling a void that way. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think the catalyst was, I didn't feel like I was seen, mm-hmm. you know? And it, I think that really comes down to like, if you think of people who are trafficking survivors or anybody who's been impacted by the commercial <laughs> sex industry or anything like that, I, f- I feel like you would probably see that as a common thread with a lot of people, is whatever that looks like, not right. being seen is a really big component.
0: Yeah. So what is your, and in, in as a, I can't remember... You'll have to forgive me. I can't remember all the details of your um, story and your education, but did you complete high school? Did you have a normal high
2: school career? Um, I partied really hard in high school. So I ended up graduating um, a little bit later than everybody. So they were like, Elise Gill in absentia. So, I graduated like a month later, Mm -hmm. you know, than everybody else, but Mm -hmm. I did it. Yeah. Hey, mom, I did it.
0: Hey, mom, here (laughs) we go. So, you didn't, so, so you've got a GED or you've got a diploma, Mm -hmm. a high school diploma, you know, under your belt. And at what point does your addiction then lead you into, is that what drove you into doing, into sex industry? How did that whole thing Mm. end up? Happening? What a what a people! I I mean I think some of the mystery and the reason you know we talked about this a little bit before is like I I still don't think first of all not one person's story is everybody's story right but I do think there are some common threads I think the over sexualization, tr- childhood sexual abuse com- upwards of ninety percent right. right yeah um Huge. so so we know that that the sex industry and that. Pimps and exploiters and strip clubs Feeds and they feed on brokenness. They they target the weak, right? And so, um, so that being a commonality, can you look back and say, "Oh, hell yeah, I was set up for this." And then the first, you know, sometimes our first exploiters are family members or things like that along the way. But but when did it become something that you maybe felt like this is my lot like this is what i've got to do to feed my addiction to continue to survive the only way i think i know how um yeah what what was it what was it an offer was it
2: a it was an, an offer ad? i couldn't refuse yeah right exactly. <laughs> it was an offer i couldn't refuse um but i had always used um sex as a weapon mm-hmm. so i weaponized it to myself mm-hmm. you know what i mean um and it was also a cure mm-hmm. so it was a way that i could feel worth And Mm -hmm. I could feel wanted and and my definition of love. Mm -hmm. So that was already there. So I knew how to use my body Mm -hmm. to get what I needed to get, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, in fulfillment. Mm -hmm. So it started off where I had eventually gone down the road of um, selling my body for uh, drugs, basically Mm -hmm. like, you know, sleeping with this dude so I could get my gram of meth. Was it your dealer? Or was it? He was actually somebody random I met in Como, like on okay. the west side of Fort Worth. Yeah. I just randomly met him and um, I was like walking to work or something. And, yeah. you know, I was like, you know what? I should do this. <laughs>
1: I'm right. like,
2: it was just, you know, it was like, you know, th- that would work because that's, you know, that's what I need. Yeah, that's going to do it. Um, but then I actually had a boyfriend who had already been exploiting me. Mm. And um, he was living in Missouri mm-hmm. and he, uh, I was on parole, and, and I was, you know, I was violating parole, and mm-hmm. I took off to Missouri. I got there, and he knew I couldn't get a job. Like, they, mm-hmm. they knew I wasn't going to get a job. I'm, I'm right. running on parole. You know, right. I can't get a job. Anyway, so he's like, hey, this is who I'm living with. He, she's a friend of mine. So really, she is prostituting, and she was working off Backpage and other various sites and, and things. And she was like, I can set you up, mm-hmm. you know. And I was already, I was coming off the heroin. I was trying to get off heroin, which is one of the reasons why I went mm-hmm. out there, too. Mm-hmm. and he just, it was just really beautifully set up for me. Mm-hmm. So I got out there and all the while I'm feeling like I have a choice in this, you know, I'm like, you know what? It's fine. It's no big deal. Hey. And I would always flirted with it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh, mm-hmm. I can get money, attention yeah. and drugs. Oh, doing I'm doing what I know. How yeah. To doing do. what I know how to do. I know how to do this. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. And, um, so yeah, she was like, I'll put you up. Um, I'll hook you up. So she put me on back page and there we go.
0: Yeah. That was right, and real how cool. hard is that when, and we hear this all the time, but the female component of, right. a, of a female recruiting you, because that is what exploiters often right. to use is female Community to female. Too. Yeah. It's it's easier to say yes to a female.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know? Um and 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 I also know that in once once you get out, some of the biggest shame and guilt is the women that you also brought in, right? Right. You know, it's like that becomes um, just the undoing of like what you have to let go of because hurt people hurt people. That the, the That's cycle right. continues, oh, absolutely. but it does it does create a conundrum. I think for females to be targeted by a female um, for exploitation, and I think. Pimps and traffickers know that. And so they use females to recruit other females all the time.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's really smart. You know, it's really, it's, I mean, it's just really smart. It was really well played. Um, it was, a, it was a community type ordeal with them. And, but really, I do love them. Mm-hmm. You know, I love sure. her. I have love for him. Not that I'm not angry and it's sure. not something I have to work through, but I don't, I don't go to bed at night like, you know, angry at the situation or anything I've been through. I mean, who, whoever has hurt me along their way, you know, I love them. Okay,
0: so let's just stop there because this is big because this is what this is what you teach me along the way. (laughs) This is what you teach me. Because it is it is so easy for me to bear resentment toward those who've harmed me. Right. It is it it, forgiveness totally natural. Forgiveness is like the work (laughs) that I have to do. And I know that is why God brought me into the space of Jesus said love. He was Mm. like, Hey, you're not going to go save all these people. They're actually going to help save you (laughs) because you guys are some of the (laughs) most generous and loving and forgiving. That's not to say there's not jealousy there or resentment and unforgiveness and hate. There is all that too. But why how do, you, how do you forgive the very people that turned you out? The guy who
2: trafficked you across the, the country, how do you have love for him? Because I have been forgiven. You know, because forgiveness was showed to me. Um, and because there's nothing so horrible in this world that love can't over, overturn.
1: Say that again.
2: (laughs) There's nothing in this world that love cannot overturn and overcome. There's nothing. Um, It's the most powerful thing that we have to give, I think. Mm -hmm. And it is the cornerstone. Like Jesus was the cornerstone. Mm -hmm. Love is the cornerstone Mm -hmm. to healing, restoration, uh, community, um, the building up of. Mm -hmm. Because we are so prone to tear things down Mm -hmm. in our communities, our world, our families, Mm -hmm. and our relationships. And really um, forgiveness and love is just hand in hand And it's what builds up How do you How does that
0: translate toward forgiving yourself?
2: Ooh <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh,
2: bum, bum, bum. It is uh, It's been a, lo- a much longer and harder process mm-hmm. That has been the hardest thing I've ever had to do mm-hmm. Is forgive myself And love Oh yeah Love yourself Right. Loving myself, and it's almost like, um, you know, like a heartbeat, you mm. know, the up and down. Mm. It's kind of like that with love and forgiveness for mm. myself. So it's like it takes a little bit of love, a little bit of forgiveness, a little yeah. bit of forgiveness to love some more, a little bit of love to forgive some more. And it has definitely been a journey, but it's been uphill. Yeah. So it's been uphill, mm. as in hard and progress. Mm.
0: <laughs> So, was your transition out of the industry, how long did you, like, stay in that life? Like, how long were you
2: just in the life? So, very short, very okay. brief was I actually, mm-hmm. like, working Backpage. Um, I was probably doing that for a month Okay. on Backpage. Um, but in regards to using, being sexually exploited, mm-hmm. that went on uh, for probably a couple years. Okay. So, and then, and then, and selling myself to, for drugs. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. this is a, probably a couple of years.
0: And how, what, what was the wake up call
2: kind of out of that? What, what made you decide no more? God, um, really in, in just fear, mm. you know, I was scared. I was out of options in my mind. I was just like, I, I can't go on doing what I've been doing anymore.
0: And did you already have kids?
2: Yes. Okay. I had two beautiful children that I had just given up hope Mm. on getting to be a part of their life. Mm. And even when I was going through access, it was still, you know, it wasn't, you know, (laughs) I could not imagine what I have today. Mm. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine it. And my children are the most incredible piece of my life. Mm. And my niece and my nephew, I will so cry. (laughs) Like they, Oh, they are life. They give me life. They give me get. I mean, they gift me with um, relationship. You right. know what I mean? It's the most incredible honor mm-hmm. in my life is my children and my my niece and my nephew.
0: So you're back in restored community with your family. Yes,
2: now. absolutely. They have been my ride or die man. They have wow. been solid. That's awesome. They have been so solid. Well, what what did it take? Mm. For your family. Consistency. Mm -hmm. Um, and not that it had to be perfect, you know what I mean? Because far from that, my journey has been with a lot of failure and a lot of grace. Um, but, you know, progressive. So, Mm -hmm. um just like the, you know, just like the quote unquote disease of addiction, you know, it's been it's been progressive in my recovery too. So
0: And do they have to do kind of their own work? I mean, I'm outwardly in an Al Anon program. Right. So do they kind of rely on some of those support groups or, or, I mean, how do they, I guess, I guess it's just, we know families that addiction has totally torn apart. Obviously in this sense, um, and I don't know the whole dynamic, but in this sense
2: you were quote the offender. Right. Oh, I was definitely, I wasn't just quote. I, I definitely was the offender. Yeah.
0: And, um, you ended up kind of getting your life back together, getting motivated, coming back to them and they offered, you know, to let you come be reunited, live again. So there there had to be a lot of
2: forgiveness. It was definitely um, a process for them. Okay. It was definitely a process. But because I think my daughter um my daughter knew me. Mm-hmm. And my son didn't because he was eleven months whenever I lost him, but my daughter was six okay and um because she knew me, I think there was also some some want there to mm-hmm. you know but the, you know my family they you know they love me, and my uncle, who really mm-hmm. didn't know me at all mm-hmm. has been incredible mm-hmm. my family has been yes they have definitely had to process things and forgive and work through it and I'm I'm sure that they still do mm-hmm. you know it's it's a it's a constant maintenance type deal, yeah. Um, because some things, you know, I mean, time changes things, yeah. but and and there's healing there, right? But mm-hmm. it still doesn't. I, I, you still have scars, you know. Right. So, but they have integrated me back in, wow. and in a way that has just been, yeah, beyond any expectation I could have had.
1: Did mm-hmm. you did you have to deal with CPS at all during that season?
2: Um, coming back into my family's life,
1: or just. <clears throat> having your kids removed oh, or anything like totally. that? that oh, totally. Oh,
2: yeah. It looked, it was real ugly. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who don't know me, my whole left forearm is just like, um, just like kind of, Bone, mm-hmm. yeah. So I have a skin graft there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a skin graft. It's there. an amazing
1: conversation piece. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, it is. It's a rough one. Then I believe we talked about
1: over Mexican food the very yes. moment we met. Yeah, you. I'm pretty
2: sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we had that discussion. <laughs> yeah, because um, I I wasn't like you know just kind of shooting up. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know that anybody does. Go just big kind or go of.
1: home. You were you were yeah. going for the fence. Yeah,
2: like I was dying. Like I had mm. MRSA in my arm and my mm. organs were shutting down and all through this I have a you know a newborn baby so he was in NICU coming off of heroin Mm -hmm. um and methadone because I was using both I was using methadone to cover up the heroin use wow and so during this time my bathroom looked like a you know like a a murder scene bro it was it was bad and like CPS had come in and seen that CPS had already been involved previously with my daughter because I popped for a um um marijuana. Mm-hmm. So back in, you know, 2008, I had, I had dealt with CPS and then that was closed and we moved on from there. And I had a family who was very involved in my mm-hmm. children's life because I was very dependent upon them financially mm-hmm. and for every other area of support. I mean, I, any type of lie I could have told them, anything I could have done to manipulate them into helping take care of my children as their responsibility and not completely my own. So I could have my own purposes and motives In mm-hmm. action. I, um, utilized, mm-hmm. So because of that, my family was very involved, very passionate about my children, and um, stepped in in every area needed. So there was a lot of legal issues going on. There was a lot of intervention. There was a lot of uh, safety nets. Mm. Um, but your kids never
1: kept... got put with strangers or anything? No, God. thank so you. Were...
2: Thank God. Yes. Um, they never had to be in the system because I had a family that was always willing to show up. Mm. Yeah. they. I mean, my brother had two small kids. and. Took in my son and my aunt, who was trying to do her own life and have a career and do the things that she needed to do, took in my daughter. And then eventually my son, my, my brother and my uh, sister-in-law, you know, they were going through, th- through some things and they couldn't take take my son on really any mm. anymore. And my aunt just was getting married. Mm. And um, she was like, my daughter actually told my family and the, uh, my aunt and my uncle in the living room, she's like, wherever my brother goes, I want to go. And mm. she's little then, you know, right. she's... She's seven, you know, maybe eight. She's like, wherever he goes, don't, you know, I want to be with him. And they were like, all right, let's keep him. (laughs) And they were like, all right, we're going to adopt them both. And they went for it. And they have been incredible. I mean, incredible to my children. So
0: is it an open adoption now? Do they still have legal rights? Yes, they
2: are their parents.
0: Okay, Um,
2: It's consistent. They love them. And I'm not going to do something. I would never come in the way of that. I just want to work alongside them and I get to be in their life. I mean, it's really open. So it's
1: amazing. It's Do they know <laughs> that
2: incredible. you are it's the birth, Jesus, Their dude. birth mom, Kaylee, uh, my daughter, knows okay. um, that I am her birth mother. My son does not know, okay. but we have a bond like yeah. it's an unspeakable sure. thing we have going on. Yeah, and it it has been incredibly hard, but wow. it is a consequence of the decisions I've made. Living, mm. you know what I mean, and, and not like I mean it just hurts. It, it doesn't mean that it's not going to hurt. You know, yeah,
1: but it's still a gift. And how old are they now?
2: My daughter just turned 12 and (gasps) my son just turned six. Wow. Yes. It's amazing.
1: Do you think, do you think at any point in his life you'll tell him?
2: Yes. I think they're going to be honest with him for sure. Mm. Yeah. They're, they're real big on honesty and, um, yeah, they're going to tell him. Mm -hmm. They'll tell him. So,
0: um, this is, it's so full circle. I mean, the way that really, you've been brought back toward community and restoration and family and job and all that was when you, when we got to know you two years ago, when right after the jailbreak from rehab and, uh, (laughs) and flying hot into Waco, you went to live at, um, summer's recovery home. I did. And which is now called sunshine recovery house. Mm Um, it wasn't really formalized then, but yeah, I don't
2: think there was like stamp trademark.
0: But you were living <laughs> there, and then for eight weeks, you went through the Access program mm-hmm. with other uh, incredible women, incredible. And you know, it's a holistic training program. We've talked about it on the podcast before, from parenting classes to leadership to job skills, computer skills, nutrition, exercise. When you look back at that time, it's, it's only eight weeks and in some ways it feels like time stood still. You know, like it feels like it flies by, but
2: it also feels like it's so much. It was so impactful though. You and know, it was it was a lot to pack into that time. It was a lot. It's a lot what is your do you have
1: in. a do you have a favorite memory of those eight weeks?
2: Oh man, there's a bunch. Graduation was just like mm. a great day. Mm. I mean, it was just it was huge. It was like you know when you miss your prom and your graduation. It was like the the redo
1: oh, <laughs> wow. yeah. for both of those things. You know what yeah. I mean? That's kind of how it felt. It was a beautiful moment. It was. It so
2: really beautiful. was so powerful. Um, and some some of the great moments were just being being with the girls in there in the couch on the couches and just going through some real things, mm-hmm. real stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It definitely
1: got real. And- it did- <laughs> If these walls could speak.
2: Dude, for real, man. It, it was, um, it was so impactful. It was so huge to me. And really, I mean, going through it, there's a lot, you know, I was fighting then and, um, in yeah, the you, spiritual you were, warfare.
0: Yeah. You were fighting a <laughs> I lot. Was. I mean, there were a couple of days I remember you didn't come in that yeah. you had had kind of a relapse moment and yeah. just didn't feel worthy to come, come back and show your face and you know, that was we had to work through it. For but you, sure. But you came back. Which I, I think you chose <laughs> to, to show, show back up. up. You showed yes. up. Show up to grow up. Show up. I
1: think that's one of the most brave things though for you for you to do. Man.
2: Even when you're scared. Doing it when you're scared, man. Yeah. Be-
1: because because probably before that you're you're Mode was to just oh I don't like that run away mm. that's it peace out the mountain yeah
2: mm. you know that and so <laughs> it's do. like you come
1: through this and it's like you get up the next morning and it's oh like oh my gosh I got to go back and
2: mm-hmm.
1: do that again or face that person that really pissed me off yesterday or 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 whatever right. And you did it. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, I don't think people understand the, the gravity of bravery that is.
2: It's huge. It mm-hmm. is huge. It's huge. And this was a, a really great baseline for consistency and commitment for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Access really did show me like having other women love me. Mm-hmm. and like, Yeah. <laughs> it was having relationship and then relationship with community. Right. That's really, I mean, it's so important. Everything that I, I got here fundamentally In hindsight, it was huge. I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for y'all's program, Mm. straight up. Mm -hmm. Like, if if y'all weren't doing what you're doing, I wouldn't be right here right now. Mm. I mean, I just hope y'all know that. You know Mm. what I mean? Like, y'all are seriously making differences in the lives of of Mm. women. You know Mm. what I mean? Mm. I mean, in ways that um, God (laughs) God is doing a work through Mm. y'all. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I know. I'm gonna try not to so. Don't do it to <laughs> break down because you look cute. <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> don't do it. Um, it's just it's hard. And and nobody does it for um, you know, we don't do it for the outcome. And we know that, but when but when you're sitting right here, it's hard not to be overwhelmed just by the goodness and glory. That's coming out of your life, you know? It's hard to be like, oh my gosh, God, like we get to be a part of that. Like that is, that's amazing. And so we don't, you don't expect it and you don't do it for that. But at the same time, it is fuel to keep going because even if, even if it is just you and it's not. Right. But even if it is. It's
2: right. Just for the one.
1: Yeah. It's that was a just, huge part of. I mean, just, just listening to this and seeing you and, and seeing, and we we haven't even said where you're at yet. It, and that's exciting to come. <clears throat> but that makes it like the moments that I feel like, oh, I don't want to go ask that person for money. Right. <laughs> right. So so, real,
2: I want some because they're going to think,
1: here comes Brad. He's asking right. for money. Right. Well, damn it. Yes,
2: yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm,
1: gonna, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm mm. going to step into uncomfort because you freaking stepped into uncomfort yeah. and you've changed your life. And if I can go step in uncomfort to help pay for a way absolutely. for you to do that, oh, then why in the hell would I not do right. that? If right. I'm going you to Soldier. show up right.
0: every day then for that eight, eight you weeks, got you. then I have to show <laughs> yeah. up and I have to show sure. up in the spaces I'm uncomfortable, that I feel disqualified, that I don't feel like I man. belong. That, you know, i got to have tough conversations that I don't want to have. Or I've, yeah, like Brett said, got to ask for money or got to
2: lean into f- a relationship that's I'm uncomfortable. I'm burned out. Right. I'm feeling right? burned out. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm tired. It
2: takes, I'm oh, I can't even imagine what it takes. Right. Because y'all are like, I mean, y'all have a lot of help. You'll have volunteers. You know, you have interns. You have a lot of help. You have some staff, but really. We're small y'all staff. Y'all are small. you all are small we are small. Yeah. Y'all are small. very, mm-hmm. very small. And mm-hmm. I can't imagine how much of. Body, mind, and soul.
0: We're hoping to grow, Elise. We I are want that to for grow. y'all so much, y'all. Oh
2: my gosh, I want that for well, y'all so your, much. Go get
0: your, PhD. Girl, your little I'm counseling. Your, your yeah. you just come right, right on wall back. Wall piece,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it the journey for you from access to then we had a podcast listener and. Um, who was listening to our podcast, learning about what we did, followed us on Facebook, Lori Welch in the Dallas area. She's so awesome. She's such a badass, us. yeah. And she calls yeah. us, and she's like, "Hey, I was listening to your podcast. You don't happen to have any women in the Dallas-Fort Worth area who are looking for a job right now, who are in, you know, interested in admin work and?" Um, I was like, you know, I just recon Elise has graduated our program. She's she's in Dallas now, she's going to school, working at Smoothie King Subway. What were you doing? Yes,
2: it rhymed with Ruthie Ring.
0: Oh, Ruthie yeah. Ring. <laughs> <No>. Yeah, Smoothie <laughs> King for sure. Yeah, I mean, you were just yeah. minimum wage in it.
2: Right, I was.
0: Okay. You're for the m- most
2: part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, really.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, you're making ends meet, but yeah, but everything, and this is what's hard for people to understand is that poverty is a driver, addiction is a driver mm-hmm. into the industry. Breach. And so you might can get a handle on your addiction, but if you're not if you're still living in poverty, yeah, it's, it's- still going to drive some stress and addiction uh, tendencies potentially lead you back into the life. I mean, if we're not kind of helping to resolve those pieces as communities, what are we doing for women and children in our communities right. for livable wage jobs? Right. So even though you had graduated Access and even though you were holding down a steady job and being faithful to it, right, you're still not totally living what you know your full potential could be. For
2: sure. Yeah. Work this... Um work this really low paying job, try and go to school, get a lot of student loans and um, use your same coping skills and see yeah. if you don't end up on heroin again or meth. Exactly. You know I mean? like, right. Or selling your body again. I mean like right. what are, if you don't have people partnering and offering um, sustainable living for yeah. for women and and mothers and just single women, you know? Right. If you can't pay a car payment, pay your insurance, pay your rent, I mean, even if you have a roommate, I mean, what do you look what are your options really? Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's a really hard piece of it. it and is. I, I think that's what y'all are kind of focused starting try, trying to focus right. on sustainable living. And that's yeah. lovely too. Like I right. had a job and stuff and y'all would still let me work at lovely. Right. When I needed some hours. Yeah. That is huge. Yeah. That is huge. And it also brought me into a type of thinking. Um, just being with y'all was um I was worth something more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In the community saying I'm not like in a societal type of way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I'm so used to being in, you know, a dope house or um working really low paying jobs mm-hmm. or having a certain type of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That it was really different to kind of walk in here and cater Chick-fil-A and commun <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> don't know. It's just you know what I'm saying. You know I what I'm do saying. know
0: it gives you um worth. Makes you feel. Oh, it gives I'm you so a good. different perspective lens yeah. and perspective of what's out there. Yeah, totally. You know, Um, and and what I mean, even the exposure to different fitness opportunities, right? Different people and different work environments. Doing those job placement internships. Totally. Like doing, I mean, that's like you're getting just exposure. I think it's is it is it Gen- Genevieve? Genevieve. Uh-huh. I, always, I don't want to you, murder yours, her name. Was your place at Hole in the Roof? Um,
2: your- I did go there and do that at Hole in the Roof and I actually went there for a job interview mm. and I, she didn't give me the job. Mm-hmm. No. Dun, 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 <laughs> <Because> Genevieve. <laughs> Genevieve.
1: <laughs> Calling you out on this podcast. Right now.
2: No, but what she did give me was experience. She gave me encouragement and she gave me hope and I'll always remember her for that. Yeah. It was just, she was just really graceful. It was like, look, this is probably not Mm. Not your thing because we took our personality test uh-huh. too
0: culture index. Yeah, and to. really
2: at the time, I, it wouldn't have been something I stuck with. Right, you know what I mean? It wouldn't have been. Right, and uh, she could foresee that. You know, because yeah. sometimes it takes somebody else. You know, anyway, whatever. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I know you needed that. She you was needed incredible that An experience, but you though. also needed the experience, and right. so it's like you know, she's as an employer looking at sustainability. Right, knowing hey, this probably isn't going to be a fit right. long term. Right. Totally, but totally. There legit. is a way to handle it, and I think that's a good word of advice to employers who are right. looking to employ or just even giving that opportunity
2: of experience. Educate yourself on how to deal with a situation like yes. that. Know know your audience. Right. <laughs> know right. your audience.
1: Well, and to Genevieve's credit, Genevieve is actually on our board. Right. And so she was very, she is incredible. very dialed in to right. JSL and what we're doing. So, so
0: so speaking of jobs, so the podcast listener, Lori Welch, is listening, and she's like, do you have a woman? And we said, yes, uh, uh, Elise is working at Smoothie King, going to school, but I think this could be a great fit for her. So, you you know, we're not proximate to you anymore. You're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, so we're kind of phone calling, encouraging, right, doing some resume, you know, work on your... Um, on your resume, and then you get that job. And it was like, what? Yeah, game changer. Game changer. So that kind of moves you up right yeah,
2: confidence and
0: yes and all so you that. work there for how many months were you working there 7 months and seven months. and after those 7 months probably around i don't know 6 months or so we had a phone conversation and you were like you know i know in my heart of hearts that my long what my long term goals are my right. long term goals are to be some sort of survivor advocate i just want to be in a position that has meaning i want a job that i want to wake up and go to every day and that means Something with a nonprofit or and we couldn't hire you, and you needed to stay close to your family and your children right, absolutely so um we just started brainstorming, and I made some calls to our partner agency that had a Fort Worth division mm-hmm. looked at your resume, you get an interview, and in a matter of i don't know how long, you went through two rounds of interviews. I did.
2: I went through one interview, and then uh, close to a month later, I went through my second interview.
0: okay. And so you got the job. I did. And girl, <laughs> you did. are like
2: salaried woman Yes, I am now. salaried up.
1: <laughs> like you were, you're making a living.
2: Yes, for real. Like, Very sustainable. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: How does that feel? Oh my gosh. Two years ago, you were busting out of a Cinecor long-term true. treatment facility. <laughs> it's true.
2: Two years. Um, yeah, the turnaround in my life has been miraculous. It's nothing short of a miracle. Um, nothing at all. So, um, yeah, I couldn't believe it. this It's the most incredible group of people I'm working with. They are truly called. Um, and man, I get to be a part of that. Mm. Are you kidding me? You mean I get to go back out into the world mm. and give back what was so freely given to me? Mm. You mean I get to go love women who are suffering and hurting and I get to show them that it's possible that hope is real. It is a real thing. And here, let me show you how I can love you, and Mm -hmm. let me show you what it looks like when other people are loving you and whenever other people can see your future and worth when you can't. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times you're in a place where you can't see that for yourself. So will
0: you be going on stings? Yes. So you're going to be going... Absolutely. With, you know, unbound Working with when law they enforcement. Working with law enforcement. Mm-hmm. You're going to be the survivor advocate on the scene for women on trial, baby. In prostitution, trafficking, escorting, totally. whatever it is. And you will be one of the first faces of support and compassion that they see.
2: Yes. Yeah. I'm going to be doing like uh, referrals from uh, our crisis line, mm-hmm. um, from providers, like healthcare providers. Mm-hmm. Um, law enforcement, since think in different. Anytime we get a referral and there's a situation, then, I, then I'll show up. Or it can look like case management and mm-hmm. service, long term services and
0: what meeting it, needs
2: where I can meet them. What What scares you most about this? <sighs> I don't want. I want to do this right. I heard, um, it was actually, I was listening to some Joyce Meyer. Um, oh yeah. I was, Get, you. I was Get you some Joyce. I was listening to a woman preacher. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> anyway, and she's She, she was ain't just, going home. Right? Well, she is home. <laughs> yeah, she's that doing her. So. Ding- <laughs> <laughs> she was like, uh, she was talking about how a friend of hers, his beautiful wife had passed from cancer and his first prayer was God help me do this right. Mm. You know, help me do this process right. Mm-hmm. You know, this grieving process. And I just pray that I am, uh, Looking to glorify rather than be glorified, mm-hmm. and that I am loving these women right and doing this right because the last thing I want to do is, um, yeah, do it wrong. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Plainly put. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just pray that I can do this right. Mm. Well, serve in the way I can.
0: You are, you are an incredible example of, of what humility, like humility and honor, looks like in someone. And I, you are, you have been and continue to be one of my greatest teachers. And I, I love learning from you. I love seeing what you see in the world. And I love your compassion for other people. And thank you for what you have gifted us. You know, it's just it's truly remarkable. I'm so Aww, so thankful. Summer love shine, you so much. thank you. Called Summer. me that day <laughs> and said, "Go
1: pick this." I girl know. Up. I just I I just keep I keep sitting here like. And this is not a statement about you, but never in my wildest dreams when we picked you up did I right. think we would be here today.
2: Right. I don't blame you. I didn't either.
1: <laughs> and that wasn't There's no that's, way. that's not even about you, right. and that's not about me not believing God. But <clears throat> I think what you. What you embody and what you what you show everyone on the daily is that when you partner with God, great mm. things can happen anything is possible and you have anything. done that and and you with him have 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 brought you to this space of success mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's a and I think that's, yeah. totally I think that is so significant
2: it has been a relationship right <laughs> and it's been a
1: because there are so many there's so many walls that you've been through that you should I mean the stats would say right you shouldn't be here straight up mm. you know the stats would say you should still <laughs> yeah. be out there on the streets or dead. if you're alive <laughs> absolutely dead. yeah mm-hmm. so wow, yeah. yeah,
2: and it's crazy because if I would have waited the hour because y'all were supposed to come at um eleven yeah, and y'all came early, and if I would have waited till our um suggested phone call at 11 I I wouldn't have met up with y'all but I called y'all early Mm. and I just feel like God was like you know move Mm -hmm. you know and and I'm trying to get into the habit of when God says move to Mm -hmm. move whenever Mm -hmm. you hear him and I also heard that the devil is loud and God is a whisper the Holy Spirit is like Mm -hmm. a whisper Mm. and it's it's finding direction in that stillness that's in that good. quiet space, mm-hmm. you know?
0: That's good. What are some things you do for your spiritual practice to stay really grounded in your recovery? Do you still go to meetings?
2: Um, I haven't been to a 12-step in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of separated myself from that because I have some, some kind of PTSD, some, mm-hmm. some sort of... Some some issues that are sure. that I still you know am working on. So yeah. I do do counseling, mm-hmm. and I have an incredible women's Bible study mm-hmm. group that I'm a part of. That's awesome. Where I get some accountability and some yeah. you know some checking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they put me in check. You know what I mean. And then the, you know educating myself has also been really um, empowering mm-hmm. and really important because um, knowledge really is power, mm-hmm. and um, it really is so. Mm.
0: Are you still journaling? Are you still I am. writing? I okay, am. still good. writing.
2: I do write. I love to write. And one day I will write a book. Yes, you will. <laughs> one yes, day I will. And yeah. you will
0: return on the podcast yes. to promote it. <laughs> promote my book. And we will have a big book <laughs>
2: signing right here. Staff. You're going to have a huge staff. You're going to have a huge
1: staff.
2: I'm going to sign all their books.
1: I do have one question. Yeah. Um, because you may have this opportunity on these things. But if you could say one thing to the men who are what what we call the buyers of sex, Mm. what would you say to them?
2: Oh, um, and all the same respects you're broken too. And how can I serve you? Mm. You know, for real though, you know, like, how can I, how can I serve you? Mm. What's, what's hurting,
0: Mm. you
2: know, what, where do you feel it? (laughs) Where do you feel the pain? You know, because, um, they are broken too. They are a product. Mm. You know, and and I, I mean, definitely, you know, maybe you need some jail first. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey, though, for real, you know what I mean? Like, sure. there's there's consequences for our actions, and but there's grace too, and mm-hmm. and I'm I'm proof of that as well because uh, you know, by all respect, I should be sitting in jail right now, right. you know, and and possibly rotting. I don't know; mm. <laughs> it could be a thing <laughs> but I'm just saying that, um, you know, we are we are broken, um, by conception. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and I feel like. Some people have just really been hurt along the way, and some people, their um, expression of that is different. You know, hurt Mm -hmm. people hurt people. Mm -hmm. And whether that means that we're hurting ourselves Mm -hmm. or if we're hurting other people or we're doing both, and I think that um, traffickers are no different. Yeah. You know, they're they're sons, they're daughters, they're... Mm. They're all the things that we are right now. They're humans. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And it is a human problem. It's not a women problem. And, and man, we need the men in there. Brett, you are that's a right. shining example.
1: <laughs> Keep saying Dude,
2: it. are you kidding me? Where are my bros at? Oh my at? gosh, Where are dude. my bros at? I went to New Friends, New Life. I went to their luncheon. Yeah. Um. And uh, there were some men there too, but it's just like... It says overflowing with women. We need men out there. And we need to know what good relationship, us women need to know what healthy, good relationship with other men who are fighting alongside us. Yeah. And, and the men victims and survivors, you know, they're, yeah. they're, they're unheard of, you know, it's not reported. That's right. You know, and, and I think, um, I think it is so shame based for men and um, not that it isn't for women. Right. But, Anyway, yeah. yeah, I just want to applaud you, Brett, because you are the man. <laughs> you are the man. <laughs> He's
0: pretty amazing. He no, 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 no.
1: He is. he is. amazing. We need to just turn this mic on and just let you go.
0: <laughs> so you just drop some
1: knowledge bombs on the rest of the world. Oh, well, well, I
0: think you have. And I hope that our listeners, um, I hope you've learned a lot. I hope you've had a lens into Elisa's life that maybe lets you see what... Um, what a survivor, what a woman who you may previously have had bias or judgment against, um, what her life has looked like. And I also hope that as you've listened to it, that you've been so inspired and that you come away with hope. I mean, that is our goal is to awaken hope and empower change. And that just doesn't mean in women that we reach. Mm -hmm. That means in in culture, in our society, in people who are wondering when is it going to change? Well, it can. Right. It is possible. Move, make move. a move. Let's do this, <laughs> and we need your support. Um,
1: well, yeah, I I was just going to say yeah. that if you're if you're a listener and you're a donor to JSL. You need to be encouraged because Absolutely. you helped right. make today even possible. For real. You are part of it.
2: You are part of the solution, man. Yes. And,
1: and if you're a monthly donor, if you're a specific access donor, I mean, yes. you need to clap and, and praise Jesus. If because... I could hold you right now. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're not a supporter yet, I, I want to invite you to think about it. Right, I mean, right. we need you. Um, as Elise has already said, we need to have more staff, and so we need to we need to hire more staff so that we can help future releases down the road. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, I mean, just go to JesusSaidLove dot com yeah. mm-hmm. and um, sign up and become a monthly supporter because you are a part. It's not just me and Emily. It's not just the JSL staff. It's all of us working together That's as right. a community to come around, Elise. And to come around all those who were there with her and who will come after her. Mm -hmm. Um, And together we are winning. Right. right. And that's the beauty Mm -hmm. of it. Okay.
0: Well, thanks for joining us again today. And Thank if you have you so questions for, yeah. for Elise, uh, totally. feel free to email those to us or if you've got thoughts or comments or maybe some other things you want to learn from um, survivors in in the life, like let us know. We we want to hear your thoughts, your feedback, your questions, your concerns. Hey.
1: Emily at Jesus said love.com. Yep.
0: Brett with two T's at JesusSaidLove.com. I'm an open book. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, thanks, Elise. We love you. I love you guys. I love you guys.
0: Hey, thanks for joining the Jesus Said Love podcast. We are so glad you have chosen to awaken hope and empower change with us.
1: We want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave us a review yes. because your voice matters. It's how we get this message into the world.
0: And lastly, be sure to follow Jesus Said Love on Instagram and Facebook for up-to-date info and visit the website at JesusSaidLove.com for how you can join the JSL fam.
1: Until next time.
0: Share the love.